0: Hello guys and welcome back to the With A Minute To Go podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the channel, like the video if you do enjoy it and turn notifications on so you don't miss a thing. You can also find us on Spotify by typing in With A Minute To Go or by clicking the link on our social medias, Twitter and Instagram at WAMTGpod. It's been a couple of weeks since our last episode. Um, Obviously, like I've explained over Instagram, we were very busy um, with a number of different things, so we weren't able to record. Um, we'll try and minimise those weeks, but I think there's some points where um, it's just not possible to record. Um, so, the last thing we want to do is rush something. Um, you know, we want to provide good content for you guys. Um, so, at the end of the day, there's no point in releasing an episode just for the sake of it. Anyway, as usual, um, we're joined by Matt. Um, just quickly, recreational football is back this week. Um, I'm assuming you've had a pretty busy week with it.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, it's been a busy week. It's been great. Uh, it's been great to see everyone being able to get outside and, and, and play or back in their teams um, and start training again. Everyone's obviously missed it.
0: So, um, yeah, good to be back out on the grass. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's, it's all well and good watching football, but I know for me, I've got training tonight with my team and uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. So it's good to get everyone back out and about again. Um, Before we get into today's episode, I think we'd both like to send our best wishes to Claude's family and AFTV after the terrible news of his passing earlier this week. Um, He'll be, you know, sorely missed by everyone, not just in football, but, you know, just in general. Um, So this is episode one of a new series um, that I'm introducing um, called The Five-Year Rebuild. So we'll be running it every other week um, with a normal episode in between. However, if the demand does go up, I'm happy to, do um, you know, continue with these for the next few months, um, up to the Euros, obviously, and then that will take over as our main topic. Now, the rebuild is a very simple concept. Um, you know, each week we pick a team to rebuild. There'll be five sections that make up the episode. So, I'll we'll be looking at the current squads, um, determining who will or who will not be there in five years' time, uh, potential areas for improvement, and transfers. Um, alongside league positionings cup results young players to look out for and maybe a potential change in manager so for episode one what better team to start with than a team we both support obviously a very successful club who've struggled in the last 10 years to maintain their status as a title contender um, sniffing out of the Champions League places and relying heavily on one or two superstars to provide domestic cup success that the club have so desperately needed so this is the five-year Arsenal rebuild. We'll start off with the squads. i put these together. Um, I think it's worth saying Matt hasn't had too much input on this episode for um, other reasons. Um, so, yeah, most of this has been my doing. Um, any queries or questions or, you know, any disagreements, I'm happy to answer any questions over on Instagram or reply to anything um, that we put up. Right, I'll just go through the names that I've put together first. I'll start with the players that I think will remain and will be there in five years' time. So, uh, Leno, Gabriel, Tierney, Maitland-Niles, Party, Smith-Rowe, Saka, Martinelli, Willock, Balogun and Aziz, a young player. So, that's 11 players there. Um, A lot of players will be leaving. I've got 21 players here on this list. Um, That I think won't be there in five years' time. So we'll start Matt Ryan, um, Renarson, Holding, uh, Chambers, Mary, Louise, Bellerin, Cedric, Xhaka, Elneni, Ceballos, Odegaard, Pepe, William, Nelson, Lacazette, Abamiang, Inketia, Gwenduzi, Kalasinak, and Saliba. There's a lot of names there. Um, Matt, is there any that you'd you'd switch over from the start? Is there any that you think maybe... I'm I'm probably looking towards the names like Saliba, Nelson, Guendouzi, still young players, still time to to get back in Arteta's good books and maybe make a name for themselves at Arsenal. Um, I think,
1: to be honest, a lot of them. I think in the the remain category, first of all, I think in five years' time, I'm not sure Bernd Leno will still be Arsenal goalkeeper. Um, I think he's 29 at the minute, so... Um, we're looking in five years' time, 34. I would imagine um that he would have moved on or certainly not be a number one goalkeeper at Arsenal anymore. Um yeah, I mean Saliba's the interesting one for me. Um, will always be the one, you know, talk highly talked of, but um hasn't really happened under this current manager. Now, whether a change of manager, who knows what will happen, could change things, or or whether he'll be sold before before uh Arsenal get to that stage, that might take the decision sort of away from. Him. So Saliba won, certainly Gendouzi is another interesting one because he's such a young player and it it was really strange his first season at Arsenal. You know he was a lot. It was a very mixed views from the fans. A lot of fans really liked him. They liked his, he was tenacious, passionate, aggressive, um, great energy around the pitch. And to be fair, I, I felt quite good on the ball as well. Um, obviously, had it fallen. You know, fallen out with Mikel Arteta and, and has subsequently gone out on loan to Huff Berlin, which I think he's been a little bit hit and miss. I think he has a bit of an issue with off the field, um, his conduct, and, and maybe not not keeping his mouth quiet when he when he probably should. Um, a player I, I do like, and as I say, when I, I was in the camp, I really liked him when he played for Arsenal. But I know a lot of Arsenal fans felt that when he played, we regularly lost. Um and he, and he wasn't disciplined enough to, to play for Arsenal. So that'd be an interesting one for me. Um, the rest of them, yeah, pretty pretty similar. Um, what I've seen from, you, you know, look at them and look at ages, I think what I see from from Martin Odegaard, especially in, re- in recent weeks, if Arsenal were ever able to, to make that sort of a permanent transfer, which is looking unlikely currently, he would be someone that you'd say, oh, you know, we, we, you'd like to have him around you know, in five years' time. Um but I think what it's going to heavily focus on is, is the young players that you've had in the Roman category, the ones that have come in this year and done really well. Smith-Rowe and, and Saka obviously spring to mind. Martinelli, um, who hopefully after his international break will get a bit of a run in the side. Um, Kieran Tierney, who's still very, fairly young and been good. Gabriel was a, is a new signing, 23 years old. So those sort of younger players. I'm not sure about Joe Willock. He hasn't really had the desired impact, I don't think, at Newcastle. Um, and that's a big loan for him because any time you get a Premier League loan, you've got to be proving that you can do it week in, week out, and you're going to come back into Arsenal's team um, and do it. Because it does come a stage where these young players, as much as they've come through the academy, once they haven't really cemented down a first team place, or so that you know they're not in the the starting sort of on the, in the 18 regularly, then you do question whether it is time for them to move on. So um, he'd be another one. The, the big question is over um, Balogun. Mm-hmm. You know the the hype and the talk around around this kid is is massive, and you know we've seen him in a couple Europa League games where he's come on and scored goals, and you know looks a bit looks like a clinical goal scorer. But again, he's still very young. Still uh, a lot of players ahead of him in terms of you know the the experience Lacazette and and Aubameyang currently, and I know he's probably. Um, maybe maybe being a little bit ill-advised at, at the minute or maybe getting a bit impatient. Um, so we'll see what happens with that one. But that one, you know, I think either he'll be gone in the summer or he'll be signing a five-year contract. I think there'll be no in-between. So And he'll be a first-team player next year. So interesting ones there. Um, yeah, I think the majority of, of the leave ones shows you where Arsenal are at a club, as a club at the minute. You know, a lot of stopgap players are looking there. Um, you know, we can read refer a lot of them that start out, or players that are getting to the other end of their careers. You look at Lu- Louise and William, for example. Um, you know that they're, they're the ones. The only other one I look at is is Nicola Pepe. You know, he's he's not he he's not an older player. They, the outlay of money spent on him, um, you know, suggests the long term. You know, place at Arsenal. It's what what money they can potentially get for him. Um, going forward. So that'd be an interesting one. But again, you know, he'd be 30 in five years time. Is that, is that a player that Arsenal will, will look at having there? Uh, possibly not.
0: Yeah, all, all good points there. I mean, for me, it was very tough looking at this. And, and obviously, like you've said, there's a few players in there that could be either side. For me, um, Willock was very difficult. I have put him in the remain last minute. He was in the lead for me. But I just think if he can come back and kick on, I've seen enough um, to see. You know, he has a, he has a little bit of potential there. Um, hopefully, Arteta can can work on his game with him. Obviously, like you said, we've seen Balogun in the Europa League, and and if we can keep hold of him, I believe in five years it will be a, a very good, solid Premier League striker. It will just be interesting to see um, his progress over that time. Guendouzi as well, um, like you said, he's had a very public falling out of Arteta and he went out on loan. I think it was after that Brighton game when Moorpeh um, scored the last-minute winner um, and he wasn't too happy about that. Um, Guendouzi, for me, I, I love him as a player. I think, I think you're right in saying technically he's very good. Um, I remember one game last year, um, I think it was Arsenal home to Villa and we were 2-1 down and ended up winning that 3-2. And even though Bam Yang, um, you know, was the was the main goal scorer in that game, he really carried the team and and, and sort of performed like a captain. And at that time, I I remember discussing it with you and and a few others that maybe he could be a future Arsenal captain. So, in that time, it has been a big change for Guendouzi and and it would be disappointing from my point of view to see him leave. But I do believe that maybe if if Arteta does stick around, that there won't be a place for him in five years' time. The other interesting one for me is Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Now, he's made it quite clear, um, I think, that he's not happy... Um, as a utility player or, or as a, a defensive player. And that's why he got that move away to West Brom and, and he's been playing midfield for them. Could you see him maybe in in four or five years heading up the Arsenal midfield? I mean, personally, for me, he's probably not quite there yet. I'm not sure if he could be, but, uh, you know, I'm, you never know with these players. There's there's quite a few players here. Obviously, I was mentioning Miguel Aziz as well as a youngster that could be there. Um, but Maitland-Knowles, yes or no?
1: Uh, for me, his best position is is a fullback, and and as and probably as cover for fullback. The fact he can play right back, left back, or left wing back, we've seen him play, and 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 right wing back. Um, I'm not sure he's he's at the level that Arsenal should be looking for in terms of of a midfield player. Um, for me, now if he's got that ambition to go and play um, in central midfield, which obviously he's publicly said, then I think. He could do a job in a in a lower team for sure, but probably not Arsenal. Um, you know, I think his move to Southampton probably fell through because he wanted to play in midfield and they wanted to bring him in as a fullback cover or play to play fullback week in week out. So, um, but it'll come a time where he'll realise that that maybe is his better position, and, and he has put in some great performances for Arsenal as a fullback. You know, which obviously isn't necessarily his natural position, um, but for me, I, he's got some good attributes but I don't see him being, if Arsenal are looking to push on and progress, which obviously they, they, they should be, um, I don't see him being being a part of the, the midfield in the years to come.
0: Yeah definitely, I've got to, I've got to agree with you there really. I remember um, the FA Cup final um, back in August when he played left wing back and he was very good there but Arteta's moved away from that back five and I don't think we'll be seeing it again anytime soon and it's not really the Arsenal way of going about it, especially at home and and not really away either, so it's a difficult one, I'd like to see him stay and sort of fight for his case in midfield but you just don't know, you don't know with all these players and that's why it's a a prediction for us for five years time, be interesting to see um, who's there or who's not right, we'll move on then to potential transfers, I've I've written a few positions down here that we could potentially strengthen I mean, like you said with Burner, there, for me, he could still be first choice in five years, but obviously 34 years old, um, he'll be coming towards the end of his career. I know Arsenal persisted with Petr Cech for a few too many seasons and that, you know, didn't really pay off. So maybe they'll be looking for a, a younger model of Leno who's been pretty good in recent times, really. Um, I've got a few suggestions down here before we move on to one that you just added. Um, David Rea, a, a solid keeper. Um I've seen bits of him for, for Brentford in the Championship. He's only 25. Obviously, in five years' time, he'll be 30. Again, is that potentially too old for you or, or have you seen enough um, to maybe bring him in at Arsenal?
1: I think age-wise, that, that wouldn't be an issue. I think, you know, look at goalkeepers tend to play on longer. Um, I think once you're getting 34, you know, 35 years old, I think for a club like Arsenal that I want to really push on progress, I think... Um, you know, look at someone a bit younger. I think I like David Raya. Obviously, the club have been linked with him heavily through um, the summer window and, and briefly, again, in the January window before they brought in Matt Ryan. Um, I think that link's come through the, the goalkeeper coach, obviously, was at Brentford before, before he came across yep. to Arsenal and obviously knows David Raya really well. Um, he's been a consistent performer for Brentford. Great, great shot stopper, um, reactions, agility, uh, you know, typical Spanish goalkeeper, you could say. Not necessarily massively big. Six foot one, I think. Six foot, six foot one. Um, probably not as good with the ball at his feet as you would think. Um, mm. and, and and that's where I'm going to sort of focus my thoughts on the goalkeeper. Um, and that's another one for Leno, really. You know, we've both seen enough of Leno. Um, or we've both seen enough of Arteta's Arsenal to know that he wants to mm. play from the back he wants our goalkeeper to be the 11th outfield player um, and Leno's okay but not much more than okay um, I think probably uh, Emmy Martinez was better with the ball at his feet um, and I think that was visible when he come in the side um, that he was more comfortable with the ball at his feet picking passes not just to his full backs or his centre backs but playing further high, for playing the ball higher in midfield and um, you know, I'm going to go, at, uh, obviously, the one I've just added on there is someone who I think is very good with the ball at their feet, very young at the minute, playing Premier League, and that's um, Melier at, at Leeds. I think he ticks all the boxes for Arsenal. Um, if we're saying, you know, in five years' time, you're looking at melier being an accomplished, experienced Premier League goalkeeper. Um, you know, I can't see Leeds wanting to replace him at the minute. The only way, you know, he wouldn't be playing is if he went somewhere else and was a was a number two, but... At the minute for him being a number one in a Premier League side is a great experience for, the, for a young man. He's got sweet left foot, you know, but he's got some fantastic attributes. And, and if I'm looking at Arsenal in five years' time and he was the goalkeeper, I'd be absolutely delighted. Um, you know, because I'm seeing some great things from him uh, this season and he's really stepped up. So um, for me, that's, that, there's an obvious one and one going forward that could be, that could be great for the club. Um, if he's going to continue to sort of develop and improve as he has, would fit the profile in terms of how Arsenal want to play, would fit the profile in terms of the age of a player as well. Um, so yeah, for me, someone like Melier would be a, would be a great signing. But again, look, we, you know, this because it's about every position. Five years time, lots of things could change. You know, someone could come through that we haven't thought of, or or, or there's certainly many keepers from abroad. I, I like the fact that. Arsenal could maybe look at a goalkeeper who's played in the Premier League, has that experience. Um, and who knows what will happen with Leeds? You know, are they a European side next year or, or in two years' time? Does he gain some European football there? You know, do Arsenal look at replacing Leno sooner rather than later, which could be a possibility. I'm not sure this window, because I think they're going to have to focus elsewhere. But it could be, you know, in, in 12 months' time that they're, they're thinking about the summer window and, and maybe bringing in someone like Mellier to to play every week.
0: Yeah, 100%. I think from what I've seen of of Meslier, and and obviously we'll touch on him later in the scout, he's been fantastic um, for Leeds this season. Obviously, he came in um, off the back of some poor performances from Kiko Kasia a couple of years ago and never really looked back. He's been superb from what I've seen in the the championship and then he's carried that form up to the Premier League with obviously a Leeds side that, that like we seem to mention every week, have such a temperamental defence. And he's coped very well as a young man. So, yeah, if he was uh, in goal for Arsenal in five years, for me, I'd be very pleased with that. I- I've got to agree with you there. My other option, you know, I've just looked up his age and he's actually 28, which very much surprised me. But he does have Premier League experience. Is Sam Johnston. Now, maybe not for five years time, but maybe in the next couple of years, could you see him? Maybe not at Arsenal, but, uh, you know, a much higher Premier League club.
1: Well, his performance this season suggests that he is a Premier League goalkeeper, um, and he's not going to be one next year if he stays with West Brom. So, uh, has he, he's hundred percent proved this year that he can do it? I think he's been exceptional. The England call up was was well deserved. Um, I'm a you know, it's a shame he didn't get any minutes, but um, a great experience. Like I said, 28, he's probably gone under the radar a little bit, um, but obviously did really well for Villa in the Championship then done well for West Brom and, and has now made the step up to be a Premier League player. So I wouldn't be surprised if 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 a club if there was club sniffing, you know, his performances. Maybe someone like a West Ham, um, who obviously doing really well this year, Fabianci, but he's, you know, he's, he's getting on now, 35, I think. Um, you know, so it could be someone I, I've seen actually Spurs as well link with him. Um, mm. And I know they're linked with Nick Pope as well um, to possibly replace Hugo Lloris. So... You know, there there could be an opportunity for him in one of those clubs for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm a big fan of him. And I mentioned him a couple of weeks ago on the North versus South episode that we did. Um, and he was my nomination. Uh, I just think he's had a fantastic year for, obviously, a, a, a well-documented struggling uh, West Brom side. Right, enough of goalkeepers, but I think Medliere would be a good shout from you. And um, yeah, I'd be very pleased to have him in there. Uh, A few more positions that I've put down. Um, We'll start with right back. I've got a few names in here. Um, I think I might be right in saying Lamptey signed a new contract quite recently. So I I don't think that would be a viable option for Arsenal. The other two that I've got, James Justin, and one we've been linked with in the last few days a a bit more, is is Ashraf Hakimi from Inter Milan. Um, Now, for me, he'd be a great um, replacement for Hector Beller. And if he does depart and go to PSG or... Or Barcelona out out of them three, who's who's the one you'd like to see at Arsenal, or, or or who's the most likely you think to see at Arsenal?
1: Well, I mean, I think they're all good options, um, and they're all slightly different in what they do. Um, like you said, Lamptey signed a new contract, but are you talking about in five years' time? Then you know maybe there's an opportunity for, for him. I think the dream one for for everyone would probably be Ashraf Hakimi. I think yeah. what yeah, you yeah. know, I think we've seen especially over his loan spells with, with Borussia Dortmund. Um, obviously, again, playing at Inter Milan this year, that he could be one that, like you said, could come in, in this summer and be a replacement for Hector Bellerin. who he looks like he's on his way out. Um, that would be fantastic. And I say at 22 years old, he's got unbelievable experience. You know, played over 100 games between Inter Milan, Dortmund and Real Madrid. So, you know, yeah. there, there, there's some, uh, some serious you know, pedigree there. But again, it's a bit strange he hasn't really played much for Real Madrid, so I'm not sure whether what will happen there and now, now, obviously, now into Inter Milan, whether they're going to be happy just to move him on, I'm not sure. But um, James Justin provides us saying a little bit different, obviously, been uh, been at Leicester and done well, done really well. Um, plays, can play left-back as well as playing right-back, done a bit of both this year and, um, now I spoke about Lamptey on the podcast before. I really like him. I think we spoke a couple of weeks ago. We watched him on his debut. Mm. Um, you know, really good player, technically very good. And I think they're, they're all different options for me. Hakimi, a first choice. If not, someone like Lampty. And then, you know, James Justin, you know, nothing wrong with being third to those two in front of him. But um, Lamptey is someone that obviously needs more experience. I can see sign a new deal at Brighton and play week in, week out. And, you know, he's so young still. Um, if he can get over his injuries and get a full season or, or two, he could be someone, you know, we're looking in five years' time that that could be a, be a club like Arsenal. But in the immediate future, some if, if Arsenal were able to mm. attempt, you know, Hakimi across from Inter Milan as, as a replacement Bellerin, you look at both fullback areas then for Arsenal and you think, wow, you've got some real quality in those areas.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, I think for me, obviously, you got that sort of you know, English tax on, on Lamptey and Justin that might cost a little bit more. Um, in five years' time, might be a bit more of a viable option. Um, that's what we're obviously talking about. But if we're looking at right now, for me, Hakimi's got to get in there and, and maybe cement his place for the next few years. I think there's quite a good uh, amount of options in there. Um, obviously, if we do keep Cedric for the next few years, it will be a decent backup. But then I think in five years, he won't be there. Um, so a lot can change and at the end of the day, Lamptey could move on from Brighton and, and get snapped up somewhere else. Same with Justin and same with Hakimi, really. So it's just our predictions. And at, at the end of the day, I think I think we, you know, we could get Hakimi this summer if Bellerin does leave. Um, the other two for me in the next two or three years, probably probably not an option for Arsenal. Right, centre backs. Um, a position that for, for Arsenal are notoriously weak. Um, out of out of all our squad I've only kept one which is Gabriel and even for me um, on his day he can be slightly dodgy I've got a few names here um, I think you said he, you don't really know too many of them so we'll focus on Kaila Soyuncu from Leicester now for me very impressive the last few years obviously he had um, an injury but he's come back from that he's been fantastic again um, would you like to see you know Soyuncu at Arsenal and, and if not who else would you would you think could be um, a partner for Gabriel at the back? Uh,
1: I'm not so sure on him to be honest. Um, when he first came to Leicester, um, his first season, I thought, yep, you know, this lad's got something about him. Physically, good size, defensively very good. But I know he's had a hit and miss this year with injuries. But for me, I'm not sure he is he is the uh, the answer for Arsenal as a centre back personally. Um, I think Arsenal probably need a, a better ball playing centre back. Um you know, I think Gabriel, I think has been has actually done well. Um, I think he's had a little spell in the team where he, he wasn't great, and he did get left out. And Pablo Mari come in, um, and and also did well. But um, you know, since since he's come back in the team, I think he's been good. I think he's a, he's an aggressive player. He's aggressive in the air, left footed centre half, which is which is massively important for me to have that balance in the team. Um, so you know Arteta prefers the the fire, the four and, and, and to find a, a right side of centre half who's a ball player. Um I'm not so sure Sunku for me he's is the answer for Arsenal. Um again look he's not 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 uh, not old at all, he's only twenty-four. So long term could he be potentially be an option, maybe, but I think Arsenal look probably for that. Ball playing center. If you look at the at the minute, David Luiz is is getting the nod, okay. And and a lot of people do question David Luiz defensively, but I think on his day, he I, I honestly believe if he has to get one of his better games, he's superb. He's reading the game, positional sense, um, again on the ball, exceptional. Um, you know, so I think they've got to look not for a David Luiz type, but I can see why that's why David Luiz is playing at the minute, and that's the sort of player that you know they'll they want a ball playing centre-back.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's fair enough, to be honest. Um, you're right in saying David Luiz is getting favoured, you know, heavily over um, Rob Holding, who's, a, in my opinion, a very different um, centre-back, you know, not as comfortable with the ball at his feet. I think that's fair to say. Um, the other few we've got down here, Demirel from Juventus. He's only 21. Um, lots of potential from what I hear. Obviously, I don't know a great deal about him, so I can't, I can't comment too much. And Ben White as well um, from Brighton. Um, I think he had a season on loan at Leeds, um, and he's been fantastic um, for Brighton this year. Is he another one that maybe you could see in at Arsenal? Because obviously, um, I think he's a, I think he's a, you know, fits the bill with being a ball playing centre back. Um, so maybe he'd fit right in at Arsenal.
1: 100. percent. The issue is, I think there's a good chance that he will go somewhere else. Um... Probably, you know, I think May United are currently linked with him. Um, I think, you know, Liverpool were heavily linked with him last summer. Obviously, Leeds were as well. Leeds wanted to bring him in and Brighton said, no, we're going to play him every week. And, and he, he decided he was going to stay there or that's sort of how it happened. But I mean, he was fantastic for Leeds in the Championship. Um, you know, he's come back this season to Brighton um and he's played yeah you know, 28 league 28 league games so he's played nearly all the games um okay brighton have been fantastic but again experience for him playing in the premier league to making that step up now from the championship where obviously one promotion so i think he's the one that's probably on a lot of clubs radars and you know you look at man united are currently linked with him and and they certainly need a center back i think to play alongside harry maguire which is where they seem to be going so um you know, one certainly that would be good for Arsenal, but whether whether Arsenal get beaten by another club to, to them, I'd imagine that's probably the case.
0: Yeah, I think sort of, you know, in the last 10 years, Arsenal have really lost that ability to attract the top, top players. Um, we've seen it time and time again. Um, I think it's quite well documented that Wenger has a long list of players that he could have signed but hadn't for whatever reason um, over the last sort of 15 years as well, really. Um, so that might be an issue when it comes... To ben White. Um, so maybe I think over the next couple of years you know, maybe someone like a Soyuncu or um, a Demiral. Obviously the other one I've got down here is a 17-year-old French defender is Mel de and, and we sort of know how young defenders have gone down to Arsenal Salibre, and Saliba and that's not too well. So you never know. I think there's a lot of options here. Uh, I think there's a hell of a lot more that Arsenal are probably interested in that we haven't mentioned. Um, so I'm just hoping in five years' time We've sort of, you know, secured that area um, because, uh, especially in, in January, we've let a lot of players go: um, Mustafi, Sokratis, the two noticeable, notable um, defenders, and obviously kalasnak on loan. I think Arteta is looking to really reshape that back line. So yeah, let, let, let's
1: have a. But that's that's the thing I think which is frustrating with William Saliba is why can't he be the ball playing centre back, the right sided centre back to partner Gabriel um, long term. I think, yeah. uh, you know, I think all Arsenal fans would love him to be given a, an opportunity to show what he really can do. Now, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes and things may have happened. And obviously, he's now on loan at Nice for the rest of the season. Um, seems like he's doing quite well over there. So, but, but I honestly believe that he, he should be given a run and an opportunity to, you know, to get in, into that, to that back four. I think... You know, very highly rated. Arsenal paid, I think, £30 million for him. Um, <laughs> you know, and he was a very young player. We've seen, obviously, his centre-back partner from, from Sonetti and um, Wesley Fofana do so well for for uh, Leicester. And it, although that doesn't mean it's a given he's going to do well, I think, you know, if Arsenal are going to make a decision, which I imagine they will this summer, that they need to go and buy, you know, not just in five years' time, but be, buy a centre-back long-term that's going to partner Gabriel, because I believe he will be a, a long-term um Player for Arsenal, then 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 why not give him a go? Why not give someone a go, a young, a young lad who's who's had first team experience at a couple of clubs and you know has been brought in for big money. Surely he before you can dismiss him, he needs to have a run of games and he hasn't. I don't. I don't. Has he ever? Has he made his Arsenal debut? I don't think he uh,
0: has. I think he played in pre season once, but obviously that's yeah. not enough, is it? So he
1: played a, where Milton Keynes maybe in a yeah, pre season yeah. game. Yeah. So you know he for me. I'd love to see him get a, get a run of games in the side. Um, I'm surprised he's out on loan, and I know there's some personal stuff at the beginning of the season. I think he possibly lost his mother, um, you know, in the height of the pandemic. So, um, yeah, difficult. Obviously, difficult time for him. It's been a difficult time for for Arsenal as a club. But I mean, if he could come back and, and get himself in the team, maybe they don't need to look at bringing in another centre back.
0: Yeah, I mean exactly. I've got him down in the. In the, the pile to leave the club but there's nothing I'd love more than to, for him to come in and take an opportunity and, and really cement that place in the Arsenal team because at the end of the day, that's what we want to be seeing. We want to be seeing those young players coming through. Obviously, we've got um, Gabriel who we signed last year and yeah, he has his off days but I suppose I'm being a bit harsh because he's a young player and he's, he's got a lot of time to get better so maybe him alongside um, Saliba could be a good option for Arsenal. Move on to midfielders then. Um, I've only got a couple of names here. One's slightly more defensive. I've I've, I've got a picture in my mind of, of one sitting next to Thomas Party and then the attacking player going on in front of them. And the other one is a slightly more attacking option. We'll start with the defensive option, though, and that's Yves Bissouma from Brighton. And he's really impressed me. Um, I think he's the complete player. The last, the last sort of six, seven months, I've seen enough evidence to say, yeah, he, he can be in a top six club quite comfortably. And... Um, I think next to party, I think that's something we're lacking at the moment. Um, we've got a lot of combinations, um, Elneny, Jacker, um, who at times, like you say, we're, we're raving about them, but then the next week they'll have a terrible game. And for me, Basuma has been very consistent for Brighton. And, and I think, um, I'm not sure what you think, but I think he could be a very good option um, for Arsenal, certainly going forward in the next five years.
1: I think he'd be a player I'd love, love to see at the club. Um... You know, I think the frustration is that Arsenal don't bring in enough Premier League players or proven players. Uh, Arsenal don't dine at the top table anymore. We're not Champions League club. We haven't got, necessarily got the pulling power of, you know, the Man United's and Liverpool's currently, Manchester City. So, Arsenal got to look in the second tier. And there's no disrespect to Bisouma, but, you know, I think if Man City were looking to probably get a centre, centre midfielder, you know, they're, they're probably looking at the next sort of bracket, the next tier um, but again, some three seasons in the Premier League, I think this has been his best. I mean, it has been superb. Again, I'd love to see him play alongside Thomas Partey. I think for all Arsenal's defensive issues and, and woes over over, you know, not just recent times, but going back quite a, quite a while now since they had a proper centre back pairing and a proper midfield pairing. I think if you had him uh, and Thomas Partey together in midfield, it gives license for the rest of the team now to go and attack, having a front four that. You know, if I'm talking about Arsenal, current Arsenal, you're looking at a front four, Saka, Odegaard, Smith-Rowe, Lacazette, uh, Pepe, Bamiang maybe even Willian, but, you know, the, yeah. you know that you're going to be solid defensively, plus with Tierney and and hopefully a, a new right-back bombing on, you're giving yourself uh, the sort of foundations in, in two good centre-backs and, and two great midfielders to hold... Uh, be defensive and allow the rest to go and, and play and be be attacking so I mean I, I think he'd be superb for Arsenal not just in five years I know that's the the whole point we're talking is a five year build but mm. you know in, in the immediate future you've you reeled off centre midfielders that have probably run their course at Arsenal you know El Elneny um, even Danny Sabas who you know I don't think his loan will probably be extended again mm. for another season I'm not sure Arsenal will pay money for him you know I think he, he, he again flatters to deceive so you know someone like him you know I don't know how much it would cost to take us, take him off brighton's hands you know he signed a five he signed on a five year deal in in 2018 so um he'd be someone that would definitely be superb for arsenal in the field
0: yeah i think the last sort of five six years that the recruitment has really reflected on the team's performance has just been a, a you know a very uh, quick downward spiral for arsenal and and like i said El uh, elneny jacka um, so bios just don't really cut it for Arsenal. You look at all the players they've had over the last 20 years, you can reel names off like um, Vieira, Fabregas in midfield and they're just a different bracket of player compared to the current um, current players. The other one that I was going to move on to is Emi Buendia from Norwich. Obviously, he's a slightly more attacking option. I, I saw a lot of him in, in the Premier League um, in 1920. He looked all right. Um, he wasn't a standout. For me, the standouts were, were people like Cantwell and Max Ahrens, who hasn't actually gone on to do too much in the championship. Um, dear this year has been fantastic. Um, I watched him quite recently, scored a very decent goal against Brentford. Um, overall, I know Norwich fans will be uh, very much hoping to keep him and they're in a very strong position here to go up to uh, the Premier League this year. Um, in the next four or five years, could you see him as a, a candidate for that? attacking midfield role maybe to provide some competition for players like Smith-Rowe and and like you said if we do sign Odegaard I think that'll be a a fantastic trio of players for Arsenal in the attacking line.
1: Yeah well I think what I've seen of him I've really really liked um albeit a lot of it this year in, in the championship but you know one in three for goals um lots of assists I think he could be someone that Arsenal could bring in and, and instead of Odegaard, because, again, that transfer looks like it's up in the air if Arsenal are looking to even make that a permanent one. So, um, again, exactly what I said about Ed Basuma. Could he be uh, not the top option, but an option that Arsenal could certainly get and be favourites for? And, and, you know, I'd imagine he would jump at the chance to come in, you know, in, back to or come to Arsenal albeit he would probably be in the Premier League with Norwich this, next year, the way they're going at the minute. And obviously we've spoken in our Championship episode about how well they've been doing. So um, I think he could be, certainly someone with great technique, um, you know, finds those pockets of space. An Arsenal type of player, very skillful mm. on the ball. So again, if, if, if Arsenal can find a, a centre midfield pairing like what we spoke of, they can find the quality, you know, another option to, to Smith-Rowe. Um, to play in that sort of number 10 or, or from wide uh, in those tacking areas. Another player that I really like.
0: Hmm. I think, like, like we've said, Arsenal don't have that attraction anymore. So, no disrespect to clubs like Brighton and Norwich, but they're obviously not the top tier. So, picking off those, you know, the best players like Liverpool have done in recent years with with people like Van Dijk and Lallana, Um If we can pick off the likes of Basuma and Buendia from those slightly lesser teams. But, you know, the they're players that are certainly capable of playing higher up, then I think Arsenal are in a, a good position to rebuild because I think it's unrealistic to look at the top clubs in Europe and in the Premier League and and look to pick off those players for, for a sort of five-year rebuild anyway. So, yeah, um, Basuma and Buendia would be fantastic options for Arsenal and I think I'd be, um, you know, welcoming them with with open arms if they joined Arsenal in the next few years anyway. Right, we'll move on then to the striking positions. Um and now the two players we've currently got up there, really Lacazette and Aubameyang, are sort of, you know, I think in five years' time they'll be coming to the end, if not at the end of their careers. And 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 maybe Lacazette is, you know, I think there's quite a lot of rumours that he won't be at Arsenal after this summer. And and obviously, Aubameyang, if he doesn't sign a contract, then we'll have to try and get, you know, a couple of new players in anyway. Few players I've got written down here. Um, first one is Dusan Vlahovic. Now I might be getting a bit carried away, but I've seen a few. Um, headlines about him, he's only 21, seven Serbia caps, um, 12 goals in 27 games, so it's not outstanding um, in the Serie A, but definitely an option for Arsenal. Um, Six foot two, scores all types of goals. Um, For me, reminds me of of watching someone like Giroud. The other one would be Odson-Edouard. Now, for me, he's probably the striker that I've seen the most of. He's been fantastic. Um, Obviously, the Frenchman, I think he can come and and uh, cement the, his place in the Arsenal team over the next few years. Last one is someone that I hadn't really heard of too much. Um, my, other, my other brother mentioned him to me. Um, Patson Dacca. Um, he, he built him up as the uh, the man who's taken over from Haaland. And actually his stats back that up completely. He's got 20 goals in 18 games um, for Salzburg in the Austrian League. For me, Arsenal are lacking a clinical striker right now, even even with... Um, Abamang and Lacazette um, especially Abamang over the last few months um, and Lacazette sort of doesn't really get over 15 goals I don't think he has in the whole time um, he's been at Arsenal um, out of those three I think you know most about Odson Edward. so in your opinion would he fit the bill um, as an Arsenal awesome striker I suppose
1: I think if you're looking at a direct replacement for, for Alex Lacazette then then you'd say yes um so I like him, um, goal, good goal scorer, sc- obviously scored goals um, while he's been at Celtic, not not clinical, um, you know, he scored 16-26 this year, I think his overall Celtic record is a, is a goal every other game and people will look at the Scottish League and maybe say, well, if you're a clinical striker and you're going to come in the Premier League, you're probably better than a goal in every game in, in the Scottish Prem, but but you know it's a harder league than many make out, and will he get more chances at Arsenal with the with the attacking options that maybe they have? You know, like you said, Arsenal need that that nine that's going to put the ball in the net. I think in recent weeks, Lacazette's been been good. I've really enjoyed watching him play, and, and we'll go on to him a bit later. Um, Aubameyang obviously plays better from the left, and and you know even in the immediate future, there there is need for that for that centre forward. I, I really like odson Edward again, another player. Um, I think he's linked with Inter Milan at the minute. He's been linked with, with a few other clubs. Um, could Arsenal tempt him to come south? I'd imagine yes, but it'd be interesting to see what other options he maybe has.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, odson edward has been you know decent at Chelsea. Obviously, he had to take over from, from Dembele there, so that was quite a, a difficult role to, to sort of take on. Um, I, I definitely agree with you in terms of a, a straight replacement for Lacazette if he does leave in the next year or two um, and the, he's only 23, Edward, I just looked up, so five years time, 28, he'll be in the, you know in his prime years um, as a striker, so maybe he could be the man that comes in um, to help Arsenal strike in struggles. The other two, uh, we won't touch on too much or, or, you know, like I said, Vlahovic and Dakar, we don't know too much about, but I think for Dhaka especially, the record speaks for itself. You know, 20 goals in 18 games.
1: Unbelievable um, record, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So even though it's in the Austrian league, I think for me, that's superb. And, and actually, um, it doesn't matter what league you play. And if you're a goal scorer, you're a goal scorer. Um, so fair play. And I haven't really seen too much in terms of rumours, um, like I had with Edward over the last couple of years. Um, but you never know. I suppose, like we've said, it's, it's a five-year thing. And... At the end of the day, there's a hell of a lot of players that Arsenal could recruit. It's probably um, linked
1: with Man United, because every player is linked with Man United.
0: So, <laughs> Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds about right, to be honest. Um, yeah, a lot of options we've discussed there for Arsenal in a five-year rebuild. Obviously, there's so many more we could go into detail, but I don't think we want to ramble too much more. Um, I think we've got quite a good o- few options there, looking at um, goalkeepers, Melier, um, Hakimi maybe coming in, um, Ben White maybe, Basuma, Buendia. Look at the strikers, you've got Edward, maybe Dakar. There's a lot of options for Arsenal. And I think what, like we've said, you know, many times, they don't have the attraction that they once had. So picking off players from the, the slightly smaller clubs, again, no disrespect to the likes of Celtic. Um, but I think like you know, Edward would be attracted to come down south and, and play for Arsenal. And I think most of these players would, just on um, you know, the history of the club and, and what we've achieved. Right, that's good. Uh, we'll move on to Right, I think we're probably about midway through. Move on to the scout. Um, obviously, we missed the game week last week because um, we didn't have an episode. Um, but we'll quickly just talk about the last picks we made. Um, for me, that was Leandro Trossard um, for Brighton. I'm very pleased um, that he, you know, finally got a decent pick. He got a goal and assist. Um, and I did say if Brighton wanted to um, pull six points away from that relegation zone, then he'd have a big impact on it. And and that's exactly what he did. Um, 3-0 win um, at home to Newcastle. I think they're really being dragged into it and they're playing a dangerous game there um, with Steve Bruce still in charge. Uh, Matt, Melier, uh, he did concede a goal against Fulham, but overall, I watched that game. He was absolutely fantastic. And it backs up what you said about um, a potential Arsenal goalkeeper in the next five years. He made a few outstanding saves. I can remember one. Uh, in particular from Cavallero, close range. He's fired it and tipped it onto the post. It was a fantastic save. And, and really, ultimately, that's why Leeds got 2-1 win. So actually, for once, we've got a couple of good picks there. So, so well done, and, and I'm quite pleased with that as well. Right, we won't touch on the previous week's um, players um, just because that was a while ago now. Um, but we'll, we'll have a look at our predictions for the upcoming week. Um, Matt, I'll hand over to you for your first player.
1: So, I've, I've gone with uh, a player we've just spoken about, and that's Alex Lacazette. Now, uh, a positive performance against West Ham. Arsenal come from, obviously, 3-0 behind. I'm giving him two goals. Uh, I know it probably wasn't his, maybe his goal, and it got taken off him, but, you know, done so well for that, received the ball well, turn and finish, um, and obviously scored the equaliser, peeing away, great header. And I think he, he's the, the, the one for Arsenal at the minute. You know, I fa- I do fancy Arsenal... Have a chance to beat Liverpool on Saturday. Um, it's the evening game. I know it'll probably be turned into a TikTok now. I've said that, um, <laughs> but I do fancy Arsenal. I think a lot will depend on um, the fitness of Saka and Smith Rowe, which both look a, a major doubt, which is frustrating. But uh, obviously Liverpool and um, have not been in the in the best of forms of recent weeks. I know they're probably better away from home at the minute. Um, you know, and it's a massive game for Liverpool because they, they must win too, if they've got any chance of probably getting back into the top four. So, But again, um, I think Arsenal going forward, if the, if anyone's going to score a goal, it's going to be Alex Lacazette. So I'm mm. going to go for him.
0: Yeah, at the moment, Alex Lacazette, I think um, he's got good chance going in. And a few goals. We look at Aubameyang, um, and his form hasn't been great um, over the last few weeks. I know he scored a goal, I think it was either this week or last week for Gabon. Um, but I don't think you can really judge it off that because the, the sites, you know, the, the sorts of teams that they play is, is nothing compared to a Liverpool. So, yeah, good shout. I, I, I'm hoping Arsenal get the win, obviously as a fan. But I think it'll be an interesting game with Liverpool away from home are a completely different side, in my opinion. Right, my player is Timo Werner. Slightly controversial again. This will probably come back to me, but I'm going with him anyway. Um, Chelsea home to West Brom. I think it's a great chance for him to to try and make his mark. Um, I'm feeling a goal or two for him maybe this weekend um, against the, a West Brom side deflated and, and pretty much relegated already um, and probably just looking to find a, a successful way for, forward in um, in the Championship next year. So yeah, Werner and Lacazette, two strikers this week. Um, always risky to go for it with a striker. I know you've had decent, um, I'm not going to say luck, but decent judgment with Henderson um, and Melier in the last few weeks. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes right we'll move on then um what is up next let's have a look if my laptop decides to work right league positions this is a difficult one to predict um i'm gonna have a look at the league position obviously the premier league um fa cup and and league cup where we could get to for me i've gone with third in the premier league now, I think Arsenal have time to build over the next five years. If we keep Arteta in charge um, and, and obviously hold on to the better players, the likes of Saka, Smith-Rowe and Martinelli, that are, in my opinion, only going to get better um, and then build on that with the players we've already mentioned, I think we've got a good chance of being back at the top and, and certainly to, uh, fighting for the top four and, and maybe even the Premier League. Um, but like I said, it really depends on how the recruitment goes. Would you say, in your opinion, obviously you haven't done a prediction, but would you say we could finish higher than that or maybe slightly lower than that? I'd like to think we'll be in the top six in five years' time because if not, that's a bit of a travesty.
1: I think it doesn't necessarily depend on Arsenal, but it probably depends on other teams other teams with, with better resources. Um, you know, the likes of Man City, you can't see the money running out anytime soon. Man United will always be a, a massive club with massive pool. Um, to get the best players in and, and with the finances to do it. And look at Chelsea last summer, spent well over £200 million And, you know, Abramovich doesn't look like he's going away. So I think we will we'll depend probably on that more, more so than, than on Arsenal. Like you said, I think Arsenal got time to build and they can build around their young players. But it doesn't mean that um, clubs aren't going to go out and just bring in the best current talent around at the time, spend the big money. Uh, to get up, to get there. But Arsenal, especially under Mikel Arteta, have to be, um, you know, aiming to get back in that top four. It's a massive thing for the club to get back in the Champions League. For years, it, we were ridiculed because that was where we wanted to finish. And, you know, and, and a lot of people laughed at Arsene Wenger now. And it, it's funny now that every season it's very much geared up to the top four and, and getting in the top four and, mm. and how much of a of a bad thing it is finishing fifth and missing out on that fourth place. So, um Arsenal have to, before they can even think about getting back and, and being around title challenges, they need to get themselves in the top four. They probably need to get themselves back in the top six uh, as things stand at the minute. Um, and that will take time. So, um, but again, they've got some good young talent coming through. If they can um, mix that with some good transfers, then they certainly have the chance. I think, you know, we talk about Arsenal maybe not having the pulling power of these big clubs, but. You know, we can reel off some of the players that they've brought in in recent times. Um, you know, Kieran Tierney was, was looked at by many clubs. Thomas Partey is a great signing to bring in. You know, a bit further back, they've brought in uh, Obama Yang, who was a, a massive signing and, and, a, and a clinical proven striker. who's has got a lot of goals in the Bundesliga and a lot of clubs would have been interested in. And the fact Arsenal were able to to get him, you know, over. And, and they didn't have Champions League football then. Um you know he's he's never played champions league football for arsenal so <laughs> yeah. you know the fact that they were able to recruit those sort of players without champions league football shows that there is still you know arsenal still a club that can that can bring in good players so um, again massively dependent on recruitment but um they certainly got a good chance
0: just want to quickly say full credit to Arsene Wenger on that because it was only the last couple of seasons he was in charge where we didn't manage to qualify the champions league with some I think it's fair to say below par squads. Um, so, yeah, hopefully in five years' time, we'll be back up there um, and competing for for the top. But like you said, I think you made a good point. It, it really does come down to the cities, Liverpool's, Chelsea's, depending on how they recruit and, and Tottenham as well. If they do get back up there, I think it'll be an interesting one to see um, how Arsenal fare. Right, the last couple of lines we'll... we'll... We'll go over quite quickly because I think obviously they're very difficult to judge. It's year by year. FA Cup, I've gone with semi-finals. I think it's a a competition that we're generally quite good in. Um, And actually at Wembley, we're pretty good. Um, But yeah, it's a difficult one to judge. League Cup quarter-finals, for me, it's a competition that we're not great in. I think we've only reached a couple of finals in the last 10 years. I think one was against Birmingham, was a, a disappointing defeat. And then the other was against Man City where they just took us to the cleaners. So a competition I'm not too confident in, but you never know how the next five years will go. Move on to the next major section of this. and We're going to look at the young and upcoming players. So for every team, we'll be picking five um, of the players who we think may have a chance of cementing a spot in in their first teams over the next five years. Obviously, it goes without saying, we've already mentioned Saka and Smith-Rowe. I won't mention them because they're the the younger players that I think we both obviously hope that we keep hold of and, and continue to improve their game. I've gone with this five, though. Balogun, who we've already mentioned, um, looks pretty good in the Europa League, clinical for the under-23, scores many goals. Miguel Aziz um, coming through. I think he's an attacking midfielder. Um, very good. I know he scores quite a few goals and, and assists Balogun on a regular basis. Amari Hutchinson, slightly younger. I think he's under-18. Uh, wonderful left foot so it'll be interesting to see how he progresses I know he was quite high up the pitch and I think he's slightly dropped back over the last season um, Omar Reckick, who's the brother of the established Bundesliga defender uh, Karim Rekic. Um be interesting to see how he goes because again he's another option for the future I think if he does continue to um, grow and, and become uh, better than hopefully his brother has in the Bundesliga the other one is Tari's John Jules um, still quite young loaned out to Doncaster I think he might be injured at the moment, actually. Um, but five years time, you never know. There's a lot of players here that I could have picked from. I've, I've gone with these five. Um, in your opinion, is there any that you think could really cement their place um, in the Arsenal starting eleven?
1: Uh, very, very difficult to say. I, I think you've picked players there uh, that have either, um, you know, shown glimpses, especially in the under 23s um, Someone like. Miguel Aziz, you know, technically a very good player. We've seen some clips of him that float around social media. Looks a real talent. Um, let's see if he can make that step up to the first team. Obviously, they brought in Omar Rekik, I think, from Herford Berlin. Um, yeah. Be interesting. It's again, another one that obviously they they like enough to to bring across to the club. Um, John Jules is an interesting one. Obviously, had a loan with Lincoln and and now a Don Doncaster. Um, was actually part of the uh, community shield um, squad in the uh, in the summer against Liverpool, um, but still a young striker, twenty year old. Um, obviously scored goals for England at youth level as well, so it'd be interesting to see what happens there. I think you know when when they do go out on those loans and they haven't broke into the first team at twenty, it's not necessarily the best sign. But you know there's great examples across the you know football that. You know, someone like Harry Kane, who had quite a lot of loans, um, and then broke into the first team. So, it'd be interesting. I say he hasn't hasn't really torn it up at, at either Lincoln or Doncaster, or by not playing loads of games. But um, yeah, possibly one that maybe will will bypass and maybe move on. But I think Aziz yeah. out of that group is probably the one to be really excited mm. about. And obviously, we spoke about Balogun as well.
0: I, I think you're right. It's so it's so hard to predict these. I've obviously just. I um, can't with five to discuss, but like you said, Harry Kane, I think if you said to a Tottenham fan in 2014 that in five years' time he'll be um, nearing the club records, you know, in terms of top goal scorer, I think they would have laughed in your face. And then the other one, I think for me, is is Jamie Vardy. Um, I think in 2011, if you said in five years' time you'll be uh, champions of England with Leicester, um, well, just no one would have predicted it. So again, all these players can, can um, develop at different rates and you just don't know. I mean, you could you know, Tyrese John-Jules um, could spend his early years sort of until mid-20s in the championship and then all of a sudden come up to the Premier League and really prove his worth. So it's different It's different with all these players. I think, I think you're right in saying Miguel Aziz is probably the most promising. I've seen a lot of him um, along with Balogun um, and they've, you know, he's very much impressed me in the under-23s for Arsenal. So hopefully in the next year or two, he'll get a chance in the in the first team. I'm sure he will and Hopefully we can keep hold of Balogun because obviously there's a lot of rumours going going around that he could be off this summer. A lot of interest, I think most notably from Liverpool actually back in January as well. So yeah, a lot of players here, a lot of potential. I think it will be a difficult one to to sort of assess how they will be in five years. But I'm hoping at least one or two of these will will break into the Arsenal team and and hopefully um, help the the five-year rebuild. Right, the final thing we'll move on to before I discuss... um, the sort of end squad that I put together would be the manager. Now, for me, Arteta is very divisive. Um, You know, he started pretty well, obviously won the FA Cup, and then from late October through to December had, in my opinion, the worst patch Arsenal have had in the last 10, 15 years quite easily. So, you know, there's some people that want him in, some people that don't. Um, I've got a few names here. um, Maybe group common. Um, you know, I, I'd love to see Henri head up the Arsenal revolution, but he hasn't had too much success as a manager. A couple of other names, Vieira, again, not so successful. Um, and for me, maybe the standout, along with Allegri, is uh, another established uh, manager in Brendan Rogers. And obviously, he's had a lot of success. Um, first, obviously, he missed out with Liverpool, went to Celtic, won a lot of things, come back to Leicester and, and really been fantastic there. Is there any of those four names that you'd like to see maybe in charge of Arsenal if Arteta does um, leave or get sacked or, or get offered a better job in the next four or five years?
1: I think the next year will be a key for Arteta. If he's still Arsenal manager in the next year, he'll be Arsenal manager in five years. I think that's the way we look at it. Because I think the club would have then really given him the opportunity to go and stamp his mark on the team which he is doing and I think we've got to sometimes remember that he's been at the club I know we've gone through a pandemic but he's been at the club for over a year now um you know coming up to a year and a half it will be by the end of the season so um he's been there a long time maybe not been able to do all the business he wants but I mean the summer was was positive with the players he brought in the the January window was extremely positive with the players he was able to move on um you know, if, if if he was to move on for whatever reason, and, and like you said, he had a real tough time before um, Christmas. Uh, so, you know, the, the names you mentioned, Allegri, seems to be, you know, in terms of, of what the experience and what he could bring. I know a lot of Arsenal fans were keen to have him, um, not only when Arteta was given the job, but when Unai Emery was given the job. Um you know, I think Omri is is the the romantic option. Um, <laughs> yeah. Same probably with Patrick Vieira as well. Uh, you know, to have them back and you, you know, Chelsea tried it with Frank Lampard and obviously, unfortunately, it didn't work. Um, you know, there's always the talk. Do you do you ruin the legacy by going back and and being the manager? You know they certainly will get more time because it is Thierry Henry and he was is you know yeah. no doubt the greatest player to play for Arsenal. So I think you know there are the romantic options you're Henry or Vieira, Brendan Rodgers like you said has been been brilliant for for Leicester and he obviously learnt a lot first of all his time at Liverpool and then going to Celtic and and turned himself in, into a, a winning manager and and again had to test himself come back to the Premier League and and you know he's got a great squad at Leicester. Um, you know they've got great values. I think whenever you listen to, especially I think Madison speaks so well of of Rogers and his regime and how they go about things and and their non-negotiables, which is you know an Arteta phrase, but but you know uh, Brennan Rogers really has that um, in his team. You can see it whenever they play. So hey, I'd I'd love to. I mean, in terms of quality football managers, I'd say you know Allegri or Rogers certainly would be fantastic. As an Arsenal fan, to see Thierry Henry <laughs> in the dugout. Um, or Vieira in the dugout if they were the right candidates obviously they've got to be the right candidates and between now and, and whenever that day comes they've got to get that manager experience then um, yeah that, that would also be fantastic
0: Yeah I, I think you're right I mean for me Agri and Brendan Rogers are right up there with some of the best managers in the world at the moment um, Omri and and Vieira, like you said, are romantic options. I'd love to see them as well. But at the end of the day, if it, if it is Arteta, Allegri, whoever it is, I just want Arsenal to progress and and in five years be the team that they were back in sort of two thousand seven eight, challenging for the league. That's all I ask, really. Right. It's, um, it's been a, a decent episode. I've enjoyed this. Um, we'll conclude with the squads then that I've put together. Um, I've added to it during the episode as well. It's. It's a, it's a very uh, difficult squad to put together, um, but I'll go for it anyway. It's 27 man in here. Three strikers as well, so that probably won't happen. Right, uh, goalkeepers, Leno, Raya and Melia. For me, Melièr first choice. Um, defenders, Gabriel, uh, Soyuncu, Demarell, Omar Rikic. uh Saliba, maybe I've put him in there. Um, Soyuncu or Ben White. Um, maybe Maitland-Niles. Tierney, and hopefully Ashraf Hakimi this summer. Midfielders, um, pretty light we're looking at that. Party um, Basuma Smith-Rowe, Willock, Wendia, and then obviously Gwendouzi is a, a maybe or maybe not at the moment. Attacking players, um, Saka, Martinelli, Balogun, um, obviously Aziz is sort of a midfielder, but put him in that attacking bracket because of his number 10 position. Um, Amari Hutchinson, uh, Nelson, Vlahovic, Edward, or backer, for me that would be a decent squad going forward and obviously that's that's quite a lot to ask there in terms of recruitment um, but if I also can get a squad similar to that calibre together in the next five years, obviously we don't know how players are going to progress, it could you know, it could turn out um, that someone like an Aziz doesn't fulfil their potential like we've seen with so many players so be interesting to see what happens um, yeah that's that's all there is to this episode really I've really enjoyed it mate um, I think I'll call up on Instagram to get people um, voting on their clubs um, that they want to see I think it's always interesting to look at where it could be in five years time because like I said there's so many players I just use a couple of examples of, of Vardy and you mentioned Kane that five years before their success no one would be able to see it coming um, so I think it's a really interesting thing to, to delve into um, yeah make sure you look out um, for that poll on Instagram um, if you want to vote for your club uh, we might put a little club v club up so it makes it slightly easier um, and obviously ones that we know a bit more about but yeah Matt it's been lovely having you on mate um, as ever um, it's been a good episode and, and hopefully we can continue with these in the next few weeks um, if it does get received well thanks for having you on mate
1: no well, been good enjoyed it it'd be interesting to see in five years time where Arsenal are at and, and where some of those players are at
0: definitely I, I'm hoping we'll be at the top but you know it's Arsenal, so I think five years ago we wouldn't predicted where we'd be right now. All right, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Anyway, um, check us out on Spotify um, and YouTube. Obviously, you can see us now face to face. And in the next or four weeks, we'll be getting together and hopefully um, the podcast will be slightly better quality as well. So yeah, I hope you've enjoyed, guys. Um, keep talking football.